Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be, where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are. You are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear, and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the She Can Share podcast. Guys, I am so excited for today's episode. I have two amazing guests to share with you. We're going to be talking about business, God's heart for finance, how to create wealth. And this is a super exciting episode because I also have some incredible missionaries on the podcast that are listening right now to the call. We've got some people in Circuit Riders. We've got some people with Globe International, and they are part of my membership community that I haven't really launched yet. But hey, this is what it looks like to beta test, to start. But they're a part of my community, and they are going to be able to ask our guest questions at the end. And this is so exciting because this is something I've been wanting to do for um, about a year now. And so this is me, you know, kind of stepping into something new. But today's episode is really going to be all about business, wealth creation, and and God's heart for finance. So I would love to introduce our two guests that we're going to be speaking with today. And they are two people that have honestly changed my life. We are in business together. I met them both about a year ago, and it's been incredible to be supported by two guys that have years of experience in business, but also understand the heart of the father. So first, I'd like to introduce Ryan. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you who Ryan is. He is a renowned author, podcaster of the Streams of Income podcast, and a serial entrepreneur for 15 years. Through his books, online courses, paid membership communities, and podcasts, he has mentored thousands of entrepreneurs to create online income and pursue their dreams. After achieving a seven-figure exit from one of his businesses, Ryan is now leveraging his business expertise to help build mission-driven organizations to create wealth and further the gospel. Alongside his wife, Melaine, and their six-year-old son, he calls South Lake Texas home. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. I'm also going to share um, our second guest, who is Stephen. Stephen is a seasoned entrepreneurial problem solver with over 20 years of experience. He's a leader with a passion for innovation and collaborative teamwork. He's a business problem solver with a passion for untangling complex challenges and drives an organization to success. He is a dedicated and hardworking individual who always is striving to improve himself, his work, and he's a valuable asset to any organization and is sure to make a positive impact on any team he's a part of. So Stephen, also welcome to the podcast. So Ryan, thank you so much as well for being here. I'd like to talk to you first. Thanks for coming on the show course it's my pleasure this is such an such an honor and you said something i don't want to gloss over you said uh you have people in your membership before you even launched it which that's crazy 
Yeah, <laughs> that is where you invite people in along the journey and they can right. see behind the scenes process before right. you go ahead and launch it to the world wide web. Yeah, you've learned from Stephen and I that we build the plane while we're flying it. So yes, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. we Well, I'd love to hear your story on how you got into entrepreneurship and kind of, you know, your heart for why it matters to God's heart and how you've used it to advance the kingdom. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, and you want to do this in a, in an up one episode. Um, <laughs> we got thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm from Indiana originally. Moved to Texas in 2008. Got married. Uh, my wife is from here. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial. But when I so when I came here to Texas, um, I didn't have a job. I had lost my job because I was a campaign manager for a political campaign in Indiana. We lost that race, so that meant I was out of a job. So now is my opportunity to become an entrepreneur for real. I had dabbled like selling on eBay and stuff before that. So we, uh, my wife and mother-in-law had started a furniture business selling furniture on Craigslist. I jumped into that, just prayed God that this would be the opportunity. It worked. He blessed it. In 2009, we'd sold uh, $250,000 worth of furniture just on Craigslist, just in here in our Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, that went to selling on Amazon and eBay. And then um, we started selling on Craigslist all over the country. That exploded our business, helped out a ton. And then um, got into, I wrote my first book called Real Wholesale Sources, which don't go look at it because it's <laughs> only about Amazon and it's kind of really outdated. But I wrote that in like 2000 and probably uh, 15 or so. Uh, and it was um, about how to make money on Amazon with Real Wholesale. And that got me into information. I found a love of teaching of how to pe make, teach people how to do what I had done. And then I started a membership community in 2016 called Legends that was teaching people how to make money on Amazon. Sold that in 2023, just a couple of months ago. And now I've always had a heart for the kingdom, Melissa. And I, you know that about me. And I've always wanted to use my business to help spread the gospel in some way. And I have done that very, not, not very not super proactively, like on the side, helping ministries, helping some of their ministries get resources on Amazon. But after I just felt the Lord telling me, you need to sell your business and do this, which was building AI software for translation purposes. My heart for this is to get the gospel out into people's heart languages. Um, and so that's what we're doing. So if, uh, this is completely outside of my comfort zone. I've never done anything like this before. I mean, I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm used to starting things. Um, but I'm uh, we're just at the very beginning and it can be frustrating to yeah. start over um, after selling a successful business. But that's what we're doing now. And Stephen's come alongside me on this journey. It's, it's been an honor. Yeah. Well, I loved him. Before we got on to recording the podcast today, you were talking about how God recently given you a vision about when you start things. Can you share that vision? Um, yeah. 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 Starting things can be frustrating as all of you guys that are on this call live as missionary, you know, you are, I mean, honestly, Scott's told me this and Scott Brown, our mutual friend, he said, missionaries are entrepreneurs and you are entrepreneurs. And so, um, it can be frustrating when you go to a new place or start a new thing and it's slower than you expect it to be. And so that's the way it's been a little bit with the software where like, you know, gosh, I mean, I got to give myself some credit. I've only been doing this for a few months and I expect it to be, you know, raking in hundreds and thousands of dollars and it's not there yet. So big deal. Right. Um, 
God's timing is always perfect. So, but I went out to pray yesterday, like, God, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I, am I fishing in the right oceans? Do I need to be talking to different people? Just, I'm okay. If, if, if you're, t- this is your timetable, I'm cool with it, but I want to make sure it's not on me. Like I'm not doing something wrong. So uh, I said, I just really need to hear from you that I'm on the right track. So I, he gave me this picture of a, a guy in the, out like in a survivalist person that's trying to start a fire where you have a stick against a little rock and you got some you know leaves or whatever that you're trying to start this fire and you're you're doing this really fast between your fingers between your hands and your hands are getting tired um and i sensed him saying that what i'm doing is starting to starting to smoke a little bit and he's gonna breathe on it and it's gonna start a, a massive fire and so that was encouraging to me to just to keep doing this, keep doing that motion, whatever, what I've been doing is I just need to keep doing more of that. And eventually it will spark. Yeah. And that's so good because I feel like sometimes when we start things, we have an expectation of how it's going to go or how long it's going to take. And then when our expectation doesn't meet the reality, we get discouraged and we want to quit. And that definitely happens with social media. <laughs> um there was somebody I know that was had been posting for years consistently, never really gained a lot of traction, but then um, and grew their following, grew it steadily, but like was not for the for the level of experience and value that this person brought. It just didn't match. And then the other day had a video hit a million views and she doubled her following and has seen like so many people impacted by that one video that was like super helpful and also just brought incredible increase. And so it's like what you're talking about, how sometimes we just need to keep rubbing the stick back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and trust God with the outcome. I love that. Yeah, we all want our first video, like you, Melissa, your first video to go viral ended up on the Kelly Clarkson show. But you know now that starting a business is not like you know, it's not so easy like that. You just had tremendous favor and God totally breathed on that video and caused that to happen. Um, But it doesn't always work that way, does it? No. And um, Stephen, you know, I know that you also have had um, a story in entrepreneurship. How did you get started? (laughs) Yeah. How far far back do you want me to go? Um, (laughs) I left my house at a very early age and then was just trying to understand finances. And I think working multiple jobs at the same time, I was like, this is not for me. So then I was just trying to figure out the next step. So then buying, selling anything I could get my hands on, then moving that to Craigslist online through Amazon, eBay. Um, That's eventually how I met Scott or uh, sorry, Ryan. Ryan was showing people how to take products kind of put in your own packages and then sell it as your own branding and then how you can work with those companies that kind of started us on a new journey because we were doing that helping other companies and then we started um teaching those companies and then from teaching those companies we started just teaching people so we would travel around me and my brother teaching people how to start and scale online businesses mm-hmm. and then kind of like ryan i'm at a impasse now I grew that to the point where I could almost full-time invest. And then the people that I was investing with have passed. And now I'm, I don't know, restarting, but I'm starting a new journey. And I do enjoy working with Ryan on this new journey that we're trying to do more kingdom focused impact type things with our business experience and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you guys both have such an incredible revelation on 
wealth. And, you know, when I was a missionary over in the UK and really just like in ministry, I remember I had this mentality that I was like, I just, I just want to tell people about Jesus. Like, I don't care if I make $20 a week, you know, I don't, I don't care, you know, and even like, and, and really kind of not even just having any type of desire to build wealth. I remember we we even had somebody come in that talked about finance. I was like, boring. (laughs) Cause I was like, I just want to learn miracle signs and wonders and help people encounter God. And then it wasn't really until I started, got married, had children. And then like, you got bills to pay and you're spending your time at a job and it's like taking me away from my mission. And what I've found with entrepreneurship is that you can actually make your job your mission and fund things and have generosity beyond your terms. And so it's been so cool hanging around people like you that are doing that. So can you guys kind of tell me like somebody that's just getting started in entrepreneurship or wanting to like learn how they can start an online business, what are some like really simple steps they could take? Like for a missionary specifically or just anybody in general? Well, I think for really anybody, I think, I think it's funny, like we in the church, and I know you guys feel similarly because we've talked about it, but in the church, we would say missions, but then we, we also know that everyone's on mission. I think it's just how you're expressing it or what you like self-identify as. But um, I think we're all as Christians on mission to bring forth the gospel. But it's just funny how like we've separated the two. So I guess anyone that's wanting to like create that freedom and that resource to be able to do what it is that God's called them to do, what what would be some like good steps that they could start taking? Uh, there's so many different ways to make money online and offline. I think uh, look at what's in your hands. I ask people, what's your lowest hanging fruit? Um, obviously, you know, people on this call, Angie, you're over in Africa. So it looks different for you than it does for somebody here in the U.S. There's just different opportunities, um, both places, pros and cons. I think um, what I tell people here in the U.S. specifically, they're asking me how to make money. And let's say it's online, um, you know do you need money now or is it do you have a job that you it's already paying the bills and you got some time then i think about something like you know what do people already come to you for advice for what uh, what knowledge do you have that's marketable what uh, experience do you have and this is a situation where you probably don't know off the top of your head what that is because you can't read our own labels it's hard to know that you know i'm good at this and good at this because it just comes so natural to you you don't think of your gift as being something very special because it just comes naturally to you. Um, Melissa, you're very evangelistic. You are just a people person. Uh, you know, you thrive on social media, but you may not have known that about yourself a few years ago that you were skilled that way. Um, but somebody else could come alongside you and say, oh, you're perfect for this. Like, that's why God told you to start posting videos on social media because uh, you're already gifted for that. So I would say two different quick things. Like if you are, if you if you're in a situation where you need to make money right away, I mean, honestly, some of the quickest things to do are sell stuff around your home, uh, find things that you're not using anymore, throw it up on Facebook Marketplace or Amazon or eBay, partner with somebody who, if you have a neighbor who has a bunch of stuff that's sitting in a garage that they want it sold, sell it for them, get it for free from them, sell it and split the profits. Um, you know, those are those are quick ways to make quack quick cash. We got a garage full of stuff that my wife needs to sell on Facebook marketplace. You know, do you have, does yours, uh, you know, is it that the same way for you as well? 
Um, and then if if you have time to build up some uh, build up some momentum, I'd be looking at things that you're good at, things that you love to do. What are you passionate about? And can you build a business around that? Really, really good. Steven, what about um, what about for you? I, I know like something that we've talked about is I love your perspective on um, wealth and you're really big into helping people invest. And, you know, right now, you know, you have properties and things like that that you've invested in or someone that's like not thinking about their future. <laughs> what would you say? <sighs> I, I think a lot of stuff that Ryan's saying, I would pair it. Like if you're if you're just starting off, there's kind of two buckets that you fall in. If you need cash, like tomorrow, it's very different than the advice that we give to somebody that has a job and is just looking for kind of how to add on or become an entrepreneur. But this maybe concept is what I want to throw out. You need to make a gap. Like no matter what you're making, if you're spending more than you're currently making, it's going to be very difficult to do anything. I think like Ryan, we're constantly trying to help people. A very basic thing that I tell people when I start helping them is like, if you're making a dollar and spending $2, it doesn't matter what I'm going to try to help you do. You're never going to make it. So either you have to learn how to make the $2 or $2.50 to make more, or you need to decrease your expenses. Nobody likes to do a budget. I hate doing a budget, but you do need to understand your expenses and your income I think on a monthly basis, just so you understand, is there a gap that you're doing? Because from that gap, you can start investing and small amounts over a long period of time. It doesn't take any like smarts or anything else, like very simple buying ETFs or something that's consistent each month. You'd be surprised over a 10, 20 year time frame what that turns into just from compounding interest. I know a lot of people, it's very difficult to think through future, but if you're able to just make those small gaps and opportunities to have some type of extra money to do some type of opportunity and spending with them. That is where I find most people have success. You can take that gap and spend that time, like Ryan saying, selling that stuff in your house or take that time or take that gap that you're making with money and then try to find investments. And it's not an easy path. It's just like everything that you're doing. It takes time to learn like what is an investment? What's a good investment? What is something that I can do? But I have always prayed a bunch about a lot of this and i think it is a knock and you'll find a seek and it'll be uh, shown to you i think if you are truly wanting to invest those opportunities will come to you you might not see them right away but then you'll start to go oh this person's asking for a little bit of money to do this i wonder if i can lend this money out to them and just it is a journey anything that you're going to be doing is going to be difficult. It's going to be time consuming. Me and Ryan are on a new journey. We're on a slightly different level that we were when we were first starting out, but it's still a lot of the same processes. You step out, you fall, you fail, you dust yourself off, you get up, you try again, it's constantly failing to figure out what works best for you. So I don't know if there's an answer that I'm going to be able to give to go, this is what everybody needs to do. And everybody needs, needs to do this. And it's simple. Everybody has their own special, unique talents, gifts, God-given abilities. But I do think finding a way to get a little space between your expenses and your income is should be a main focus, especially when you're getting started. Well, I remember, that's really good. And I remember talking to you guys um, about a budget and finances and things like that. And I remember talking to you about Dave Ramsey because he has an incredible like system. He does the envelope system and you put all your money in these spots. 
Um, but then Ryan, I remember you saying something that was really interesting. You were like, if there's something that I need, right, I would much rather just figure out another way to make more money to have what I need rather than operating from like a um, poverty mentality and being like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to have enough. And so I have to save and I have to save. And one of the things that like I appreciate about you guys is you, you really operate from this mindset of like, God's a good God. We don't have to be worried about our money. We have to steward it well, but we can like take the things that he's given us and multiply it so that we're not constantly like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Can you speak yes. to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so it's, is this sound okay, Melissa? Sound yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel like somebody told me that uh, Dave Ramsey is amazing. He's awesome. He gets people out of debt, but he's more for the people who are middle class, who aren't business owners. Business owners are looking for ways to increase their income rather than to cut stuff. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be on a budget and you shouldn't spend, you know, that you should spend crazy amounts of money and be frivolous. But um, as an entrepreneur, I constantly am thinking, what uh, what other streams of income can I create from what I'm already got? And like for Melissa, for you, obviously you've got a passion for social media. So you turn that into, you're going to start a membership on how to have people show up on camera and that you take, you're taking your knowledge and you're going to turn that into income and you're helping people at the same time. And then, so then you also do coaching and you have a VA service where you help people with social media. You it's that you have that one, that main skill set of, I want to help people share their faith online, share their message online. And you've got a course, you've got coaching and you have a done for you service all from that same thing. And so mm -hmm. anybody on this call can do the exact same thing. It's like, you don't have to, you know, Melissa, you and your, your husband could like start a lemonade stand on the weekends, but yeah. you don't have time for that. That, that could be an extra stream of income, but it's out totally outside of what, you know, you're already doing. So it's easier to start a stream from a, a river that you already have going um, so than good, to Ryan. completely go and do something crazy opposite. Yeah, that's so good. And it's funny because like you were saying, we sometimes don't even realize our gifts, like what could we actually monetize? And I remember praying being like, man, God, if I could just have a job where I could talk to people all day, that would be great. And then he's like, here you go. And I was like, people, yeah. I remember someone telling me, why don't you teach people how they can show up on video on TikTok. And I remember literally my words that came out of my mouth is no one would pay me for that. They were like, yes, they would come to find out people do. Um, but it was so easy for me. And I didn't think that there was a market for it. So like for someone that's listening right now, that's like, well, I don't do social media. And maybe they're like, of course, people will pay for that. But maybe they're into like, you know, I always think underwater basket weaving because my mom always used that as like the most ridiculous yes. thing that people would get into. <laughs> but for somebody that is interested in, you know, like movies and, you know, literally something like that, what is what is a business idea that they could do right now for someone that's like just loves movies, knows all this stuff about movies, um, has watched all the movies. I don't know. I was a movie guru. What would be a business? Let's just, let's just play. Let's, brainstorm? Just, let's do this. And you got some real quick. I, I could think of like doing reviews for movies and getting uh, ad money on YouTube. Um, I could, you could totally have a podcast and interview stars and get ad revenue from that. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. That industry is changing so much. I would say be a critic, but I think a lot of that is changing. But if you're into movies, you're going to be knowing what's in that niche. Again, yeah. just thinking about opportunities in that space. There are other people doing things. I mean, YouTube was a big one where you just like type in what are other people doing, seeing what they're reviewing, seeing what they're trying to monetize. If you look down in the descriptions, like what are they trying to promote or sell or get an affiliate commission for? Those are at least places to start to take a niche or a hobby and then see what other people are doing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. See what other people are doing right. and try to have your own niche within that space. Yeah. Melissa, I think you as a mom, you could have a site where you are reviewing uh, movies that are in giving them kids safe based on how safe they are for your kids. That's good. Um, that could be a revenue generating thing. It could you potentially turn into a membership. Um, to me, the E seems like easier to turn that into getting getting a, a lot of viewers on that site and have ad revenue from that people to pay to be you know posted as a banner ad or something yeah, yeah i'm uh, sure there's a christian company that focuses on kids movies and then just if you become a big enough voice in that space those are like partnerships and sponsorships that you can be working with totally you can have a whole influencer channel on TikTok, tiktok and instagram talking about movies that are safe for kids and then you're getting revenue to yeah. send over to like uh what's pure flicks or some of these yeah. other ones that are safe you could get ad revenue from them as a commission or as like a you'd be an affiliate, affiliate. Them. see yeah. this is what i love this is what i love so you like have an idea, right? Something that you're passionate about. You assess things like this, the river, the stream that you're already in, something that you already know, something that you're already good at. Steven, you said something like, go and look at what other people are doing. Like, are yep. people somehow turning that passion into a profit? And then use everything you have. So it's like, well, I don't just love movies, but I'm also a mom. And how could this solve a problem for people? And then you just have to take action and try. And mm -hmm. so like, I just, I, to me, I was reading Proverbs 31 this morning and I'm like, man, that Proverbs 31 woman was an entrepreneur. <laughs> she considered a field and bought it. And out of her earnings, she planted a vineyard. And it's like, yes. man, what vineyards are we called to plant that That's people good. aren't even taking stock of the field that they're meant to purchase or move into? Mm -hmm. And so many people I think are missing out on the opportunity to make their mission uh, or their job, their mission, so that they can fund the thing that God's called them to do themselves, you know? The thing I would throw on that, too, is don't be discouraged. Like, if you see other people doing a thing, it doesn't mean that your voice can't be heard in that. Yeah. I, when people say stuff like that, oh, there's so many people that are doing it. It's like, okay, well, where are those people doing it? Can you go to a different platform? And if you go and look up anything online, if you're trying to learn how to tie a shoe or anything, don't you open up multiple videos anyway? Like it's not just one person that people listen to. They're normally trying to undiscover a thing or learn something and from multiple people. It's better to have more voices in there than just one voice of authority. Yep. The times have changed from the like one TV channel or one radio station. There's a bunch of voices. People are gonna be attracted to the thing that they're most like. So if you're a mother, you're probably not going to listen to me talk about the kids movie. They're like, who's this young punk? No one cares. But if you're a mother, yeah. you're going to listen to a mother. So it's don't be discouraged from what you find out in the marketplace. It's almost a better sign to me if more people are doing it, because it means that that niche is big enough to support that many people. And there must be money in there if this many people are doing it. Like underwater basket weaving, if you go there and like nobody else is doing it, might be a sign <laughs> that might not be for you. You should maybe right. try something else. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a very, very good point. Um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you guys is what do you think God's heart is as far as like finances and how can you tell the, if you have a poverty mentality, like what would be some signs? And then like, do, do you think that, you know, when they say, oh, the gospel, we don't want to preach a prosperity gospel, like, and how do you not do that either? Wow. There's a lot there. Oh my gosh. Um, signs that you have a poverty mentality. Uh, you, you get upset when other people uh, prosper financially because you think that there's only, um, uh, you know, a, there's a static amount of, in, of finances out in the world. Like I look at it as um, a friend of mine says, uh, success is um, not cake. It's like candlelight. There's plenty of success to go around. And it's the same thing with income. There's plenty. Everyone on this call could be billionaires and it's not going to hurt anybody else. We can create income uh, just you know, by starting our own businesses. It's not taken away from anything. So that would be a sign that you have the poverty mentality. But I honestly, I mean, we could talk about forever about this. I believe God, I mean, money is a tool is in the love of money is the root of all evil, not mm -hmm. money. Amen. Uh, money is just a tool. You guys know that if you're on this, you know, listening live, missionary specifically, you know the gospel is free, but the way to do it is not. It takes money to fly to where you are. It takes money to, Angie, it takes money to clothe your boys and to feed them and to educate <laughs> them. You've got to pay staff. And so um, if money's bad and, you know, just, how, how are you going to do what you what you, you have to have money to do what you need to do? And so I believe God wants us to be blessed financially so that we can, like Steve and I, be able to give to people like you who are doing awesome things around the world. And so uh, you, it's just a necessary tool to me. It's not, it's, there's nothing wrong with having money, in my opinion. And to get the prosperity gospel, I don't think... I don't have a problem with preachers, you know, making money to be able to go. I don't have a problem with people that have um, that even I'll say this, that like if they believe God for a plane so they can go around the world faster and farther and do more, do more conferences and speak to more churches. That's not a problem for me um, because they're, they're, they're getting more done. I mean, I, Angie, I don't think it'd be a problem if you, you know, you said God told you to build two more schools. Like, Oh, that's so, so, uh, uh, that's a horrible, evil desire. No, no, no. That's a God-given desire. And so yeah. it don't take money to do all those things. So good, Ryan. Steven, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I'm not sure if I could answer that any better. I guess the poverty mindset is just like, it feels very anti-biblical to even have that mindset. I understand that that's a, some churches preach that. And I think pastors too feel like the need of, they have to, be poor and live in rags to, I think there's extremes on both ends. I don't also think like you need a Rolex, like that one clip that went viral. It's like, okay, th there's probably extremes of both sides, but I do think money is a tool and mm -hmm. I don't have the love of money. The money is almost just a means to an end to do whatever I'm trying to yeah. do, to buy the plane ticket, to, to have food with friends at a restaurant. Like it's the money stacking or any of that is like, I don't, that's nonsensical to me. It's what I'm trying to do with that money. It's more of an impact with that money. It's not mine anyway. So if I'm blessed to have more, when I get to heaven at some point, I'm going to have to be going over the seats like, yo, you were not a good steward. That's not what I want to have. That story in the Bible about the talents is my favorite story. And I understand it's not a money story, but it is a, to me, a sign. You have talents. You're being given something. 
Money is one of the things that you are given. It's not the only thing that that story is talking about. But I do believe if you hide that money and store that money and don't do anything with that money, that's a sin of what you're trying to do. God has given you something. I feel like if he's given it to you, it's for a reason. You should be using it the way that he wants. And so you should be doing something. Going to the marketplace was in that story. Going to the marketplace and doing something with it. I would assume, Melissa, you're making more. You plan on making more, but that doesn't mean that more Melissa money that you make is going to go into getting a Bentley and getting a big old house and then sitting on the beach. It's like you're just doing more of what you're trying to do. When you were in your car doing that TikTok video, you didn't have time or money to do something like this. This is what the money is for. The money allows you the time to be able to do the, the, I feel, kingdom driven things that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, it's funny because like I look back over my journey and now that I've like understood more about um, just how we can monetize our gifts and our tools and that it's not bad. And I don't know why I thought it was bad, but I just, I guess I didn't really think about it. But um, as I look back over my journey, I see how God's, he has always provided for me. And I, and I know that um, someone says, if it's his will, it's his bill. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, when I was reading in the scripture this morning, I was reading how we should pray for God's daily bread. And I look back when I was first, like when I first, you know, left my parents' house and went to school, my mom, she supported me, you know, when we were full-time missions, like the church, they supported us a little bit. And I had a job and like, I was doing different things. But when God started to lead me into this, he gave me the faith and the heart for entrepreneurship and it, it was his will and things that I've got to do, he's provided for. And so I think for um, missionaries or, you know, people that are just getting out of school or people that feel called into entrepreneurship, that resource and that provision comes from the Lord. And I believe he gives it to you the way that he wants, like whether it comes from your parents, whether it comes from a donor, whether it comes, like it's, and however God wants to do it, he'll do it. But I think opening up people's mindsets that they also can like build and create themselves is really exciting and really empowering for people. So I just, I just love that. And I think that's so good. So, and I also want to say, as far as that poverty mentality, it, it is holistic. Like as far as like, you know, friendship or um, relationship. And I think people miss that too. You know, there's plenty of friends to go around or there's, you know, when you see people hanging out on social media, you don't have to be, like you said, sad or jealous. There's a friend out there for you, you know? Um, So I think all of that is holistic and God wants to provide for us spiritually, emotionally, and physically and everything like that. It's more than financial, which I, I know we've talked about as well. So I just love it. Is there anything else that you guys want to share or anything about the heart of the father for his children in regards oh to income and, and, and provision? Most I would say, like, I think that um, since I've become a dad, I, I understand it even better. And you have two kids, you understand what it's like. Like, I imagine if, you know, uh, Winston came in, you're into the fr- uh, house and you you have all this available and he is just satisfied to sit in the corner and have eat a cracker when you provided a full meal for him and yeah. you know uh that's i think that we come to god that way sometimes we are so satisfied that like we'll just we'll just take this small thing and 
and we're happy. Like God has so much more for us. And I do not want to get to heaven and him say, man, you, I had all this provided and you just, you settled for this. I don't want to settle. Um, mm-hmm. God loves us. He wants to provide for us. You know, any of us that are parents, you understand that, that you want your kids to have the best. Melissa, you have a good story about this with your daughter and the garbage truck. Have yeah. you said, you've shared that on the podcast, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I think I did on like my first episode. Are you talking about the, the how she asked for a dump truck? But yes. I wanted to give her a Barbie dream house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's so true. God has so much better plan for us. Mm-hmm. I, I want to believe him for every single thing Jesus died for me to have. And it's not, it's not a selfish thing. It's like, he's already provided. He wants us to have it. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have the money we need to do what he's called us to do. He wants us to live in a nice house. He wants us to eat food that's going to nourish us. He wants us to have family and friends that are going to support us. He wants us to be blessed and happy. Well, we, we, he wants us to live a good life. It's not just about heaven and being happy there. He wants us to live a good life here. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, We, yeah, I definitely would be very sad and have been with my son comes home and he's like, yeah, I have no friends you know, I'm struggling with anxiety at school that I would be like, we got to fix that, buddy. (laughs) You know, it's like he, so it it is about, you know, well, and let me just ask Ryan, what are just to wrap this up? Cause I feel like I could talk to you guys forever. And sometimes we do, but what are some (laughs) practical things, like literally practical things that you have done Mm -hmm. to, um, receive, more from the father mm, pray with him yeah, yeah. <laughs> get in the word see answer. what he see what his word says about you and what he's provided for get a revelation mm-hmm. of that meditate mm-hmm. on those verses that uh that talk about how he wants us to be blessed and it's not about us all being trillionaires it's not even really necessarily about the amount of money he just that no get his heart get you don't you can't know somebody's heart unless you get spend time with them so spend time with him Hang out with him. Let him talk to you. Let him tell you. Let him open up. Let Holy Spirit reveal this word to me. Give, ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, because we all, all of us listening, we probably, we, we're reading the Bible. So, but you want a fresh revelation. We want that fresh rhema word from heaven about that scripture right there. What does that mean for me today? But I'd say, Stephen, you nailed it. Just pray, just hang out with him. You know, he'll reveal his heart to you. Hmm. That's been a huge uh, revelation for me, I think. I think pre, even maybe pandemic, it was a very like go, go, go attitude that I had. And I think now with being in a position where I can take a breath, I'm not stressed out about the bills all the time, being able to like take a little bit of time. It is spending a lot more time with God, praying a bunch. I, I mean, me and Ryan have conversations where I was just, Maybe complaining, <laughs> I'll say it like that. But it's just like, I feel like I'm wrestling with God. Like, I, I feel he's giving me a desire. I feel like I'm trying to run towards this, but it just is like, it's it's taking, I feel like I'm going through mud. Like, it's taking a very long time to get through this. But sometimes that's the process. That's the journey. But I think like Ryan, you take that time and go, have I missed something? Is there something I've done that's out of step? I don't want to go in the wrong direction. Am, is this what you've called me to do? Because at times it does feel like you're out by yourself in the ocean, like I'm lost. Something has gone amiss because this doesn't feel right. And you have to just constantly be checking in. But I almost feel like that's how he calls you out. If you're going to be out of the boat, stepping out of, you have to keep your eyes focused on him. Otherwise, you're going to start slipping into the water. But it, it is a exciting but familiar process that 
I feel like I'm going through is just that I'm trying to do something. I, I now at this point feel called to do it versus just like, this is the desire of my heart. <laughs> and I'm going to try to shoehorn Jesus into this, but it is a constant moving forward and checking in with constantly moving forward and checking in with just to make sure there is not a misstep. But I think doing that with a group, doing that with other people, doing that with people that you're yoked in with to me has been the biggest aha for me. Doing this with Ryan is the first time that I've done it with somebody that is that hyper-focused on a kingdom impact thing, regardless of whatever the project or anything is. It's like, is this a God-directed order or are we just kind of misstepping here? It's much easier going through almost anything that I'm going through with a person. I'm married. I love being able to be able to go to my wife and go, okay, this is what I got going on. (laughs) Let's talk about this. Like Doing this with more people, I think, is the I think community. I think that's another like God trait that we're supposed to be in community with people. So I think this group that you're putting together, these missionaries, I think like it's, it is very difficult to do any of this stuff, but it does get a little bit easier with like-minded people trying to move in the same direction. Yeah, that's so good. So essentially find your friends, do business together, serve Jesus together, see people's lives change and transform together. Amen. Change the world together, right? Amen. Right. I love it. Guys, Amen. thank you so, so much. Where can um, where can people find you if they want to get connected? And I'll put all your information in the show notes, but uh, where can probably they- my website, but also my <laughs> email is just ryan at ryanrieger.com. Love it. I don't have an answer for this, Melissa. You <laughs> <laughs> would like to run more incognito. You like to be like the fuel and the brains behind it. doesn't it was a lot getting him on this show. <laughs> he, he, you're willing to show up, but you definitely will connect with me and I'll connect you with Steven. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's hard to get a hold of. <laughs> um, okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and be on the lookout for our episode next week. <laughs>